You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Welcome to You Beauty. I'm Sharon Hunt, but you can call me Shazzy, and this is In Her Bag, where we take a deep dive into the beauty bag of someone fabulous, famous, or both, and hear all about what products they're currently using. And just a reminder that you don't need to write everything down. We'll include product details and links in the podcast show notes. This week, I'm joined by Pallavi Sharda. She's an Australian Indian film actress who grew up in suburban Melbourne and became a Bollywood superstar. She also appeared in the critically acclaimed film Lion, and you have recently caught her on the small screen in the ABC comedy shows Les Norton and Retrograde. Pallavi, welcome to You Beauty. Thanks, Sharon. So nice to be here. Every week, I like to kick things off by asking our guests one very, very simple question. Why is your skin so good? (laughs) Well, I think in a pandemic, I have had a lot more time to sleep than I've ever had before in my life. And I would say that that's possibly the only attributable secret right now. That's actually a proven reason. So there's nothing wrong with that. You're going for the sleep skincare treatment. Okay, let's <laughs> prize open your beauty bag and take a closer look at what you're currently using. And I have to say some of the ones you've picked today, they actually aren't your average, oh, I'll just pop into the shop and pick it up off the shelf kind of products. <laughs> so I'm going to start with your face mask and you're using mm-hmm. a bit of a homemade concoction. So what is it? So I I like to use a lot of Ayurvedic recipes for beauty and Ayurveda is sort of an ancient Indian medicinal canon of thought where it's all about using natural ingredients and and a lot of it comes from what you put inside your body and it's, it's not an external thing. However, with face masks, Fuller's Earth is something that's very much available in India, which is like a clay. Mm-hmm. And that mixed with neem and tulsi, which is like a basil herb, is really, really great. And it's a great uh, antioxidant and detoxifies and it's very good for bad skin and pimples. So I actually did it today before we got on this call so I could look beautiful on a phone call. Oh, of course. I can totally see it. <laughs> but a bit of a beginner's guide to neem. So yep. it's a plant. You can eat it, you can drink it, and it's research proven to address skin issues. So how did you find out or get introduced to Neem? So Neem, actually, when we were kids, obviously growing up Indian in Australia, you know, we we had a lot of things in the pantry that not many people had. And one of them were Neem tablets that my mum would bring back from India on her trips over there. And it's like got a blood purification property and it just says on this bottle, really old school Indian bottle, <laughs> very good for skin and blood purification. So I remember when I was even at school and I'd get those random zits, if I just took two at night, the next day it had already calmed down and, and it comes from really kind of taking out and detoxifying what's on the inside and, and a lot of you know, poor gut health often impacts our skin very strongly. So that was my first introduction to it. And then when I lived in India, when I was working in films there, I saw that so many of the products that were available on the shelf, like the pharmacy products in India, all had neem extract and things like that. So when I came across a totally 
organic version of neem mixed with fuller's earth i was like okay that's what i want so this is a physical product you're buying you're not doing like i don't need to go to bunnings and buy gardening shears and get a no, shovel and stuff to get the fuller's earth from the ground clay no, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. i have been thinking about creating some kind of line for the aussie beauty market because i do think that it's a secret that nobody really knows about and it's universal anyone that's tried Fuller's Earth has said this has purified my skin completely. It just sucks out all the bad stuff in the way that we use clay masks in our daily lives here as well. I think it's just different body of earth, really. Amazing. Um, and I actually yeah. read it has like this amazing oil absorption property, which is why, you know, it's obviously used so widely in India. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And over there, it's very humid, specifically in Mumbai, where I lived, and very polluted. So your skin would just get 10 times worse than it does here. And I'm just about to hop on a beauty plane from Indian Ayurvedic, you say it much nicer than me, philosophy, to <laughs> Parisian beauty. So your other favourite mask is from Cordelay? Yes. And which one are you using? I'm using a gel mask. It's like a hyaluronic acid gel mask that they have. Actually, there are two. They have a clay mask yeah. as well, but I've run out. <laughs> um, but that's sort of the one that is more readily available. And then when I was in Cannes last year, it's the consistency of hair gel and you just put it on and it's like wearing a sheet mask without the sheet and your skin just sucks it up and it sort of plumps for a little while and then... Yeah, and then that's it. Wash it off and you feel refreshed. Amazing. And I'm going to jump over uh, while we're on the deep skin cleanse to your exfoliator. And it's from Herbario, which is a Melbourne-based holistic beauty clinic. Uh, So I'm sensing a bit of a theme here in terms of herbal (laughs) herbal remedies, holistic health. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's something I'm really trying to adopt. And I think just from a sustainable living point of view, you know, beauty, we, we don't realise how much testing goes on and, you know, how many parabens are in things. And obviously now that the industry has evolved and people are really moving towards vegan products and um, natural products, but I just know that it's so deeply rooted in my culture. When you hear my mum talk about the things that they would do when she was growing up in India for beauty, it would be packs made of yogurt and fruit and things like that and honey. And she's got a a wise tale for everything. And so the guys at Herbario really, um, their philosophy with beauty and the way that they cleanse the skin just fit right in with that. So I've really enjoyed using that, particularly when I'm shooting because it's quite granular, the mask that she makes, the scrub that she makes. And it's mixed in with a natural oil and it becomes my exfoliator, my cleanser. And also I don't need to moisturize if I use that because the oil kind of stays in the skin and really nourishes it. And finally, in lieu of a night cream, you said you actually use face oil. So why does this suit your skin better in the evenings? I think particularly because I am back in Melbourne and the the weather is so dry and I get very dehydrated after years of being used to humid weather. I really need something to kind of just suck in. And I think it also comes from laziness. Like I'm not very good at having a um, a standard routine. They say you shouldn't, but I chop and change products a lot. I really just go with how I'm feeling. If I've got a bit of a breakout and I'm a bit oily, I might use a serum. But recently I've just been feeling quite dry and dehydrated. So the last few nights I've cleansed and just put straight squalene oil on my face and, and got gone to sleep and wake up feeling quite fresh. And I think the real question we're all wondering about wearing face oils at nighttime is, is going to bed with a face oil in any way detrimental to your fancy pillowcases? 
<laughs> no, I mean, I think the oil, first of all, is really, really light. The oils we put on our face, it's not like a coconut oil or an almond oil. They absorb so quickly by your skin and pillowcase is safe. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to move on to makeup and I'm kicking it off with foundation and I am going to be straight up with everyone. I'm part Fijian Indian, so I had a very personal agenda ah. for hearing what yeah. foundation Pallavi is recommending because I'm sure she's also discovered over the years our beautiful brown skin tone isn't always particularly well catered to in the standard foundation colour spectrum. You've chosen Giorgio Armani and Bare Minerals. as the, Are they both tinted moisturisers or foundations? Fill me in. I'm going to go buy them. Armani well, <laughs> um, is a, a foundation and it's something which I found. And, you know, as you say, it's very difficult to colour match. So I end up using multiple colours and mixing them. So Giorgio Armani is one. I use like a 6.25 and a 7 and mix them up. And it depends on, as you would also know, the melanin in our skin, it means that some days we're more tanned, some days we're less tanned the level of, of brown changes very often. So one day I'll be on set and I'm a six and the next day I'm a 7.5 or something mm. like that. So I always have a few from each product range that can be mixed for myself. And then the Bare Minerals is a tinted moisturiser with like a gel base and SPF in it, which I've just found is great because even if it's not the precise colour, it's so sheer that it blends into your skin. So you can go one level up or one level down in summer and winter and it's not a big deal. So, yeah, my colour of brown changes quite dramatically. Um, you know, you can go with a warmer tone or a pinker tone and all of those things. I've also found Bobby Brown to be quite good yeah. for, for extensive coverage. Their 4.5 and 4.75 are great with those kind of yellow undertones. But again, it really depends on the weather and where you are because Bobby Brown, for example, in Bombay would never work because it was so heavy and would just melt off. Mm. Um, whereas the Giorgio Armani is a lot more sheer and, and kind of like blends in with your skin. So yeah, it's it's a bit of everything. If I took a photo of my kit, it would be a lot more extensive than that. <laughs> and um, with the Armani one, I'm glad you mentioned that because I also have had a really good experience, exactly what you're talking about, either using one shade or mixing two together. And I feel like with the Armani one, there's a bit of a, oh, I use an Armani foundation. But actually, yeah. they're really quite clever with their colours, which you maybe wouldn't expect from a high-end fashion house. No, exactly. And I discovered them five or six years ago when I was promoting a movie and, and the makeup artist in New York was using them because in India we didn't always have as much of a range as was available overseas and then just swore by it after that because it's something which is again so sheer that you can put it on and it doesn't feel like you're wearing makeup and then you can build it like I actually used it for retrograde for the ABC recently and we used the two shades and built or brought it down depending on the day and how close lights were and things like that. While we're on high fashion, your two lipsticks that you've chosen, the Chanel Liquid Matte Lip Colour and the YSL mm -hmm. Vinyl Cream Lip Stain. Again, mm -hmm. you know, when you've got this naturally darker skin tone, it also means your lips are kind of starting at a darker point. And sometimes I find, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you're the same, lipstick colours and even blushes as well don't always read true once you apply them. No, they come out a lot muddier yep. and darker. And it's so great that we're talking about this because I actually struggle, you know, despite the breadth of experience I have around the world working as a film actress, that conversation with makeup artists is always so uncomfortable when they haven't worked on a dark person's skin because I'm saying to them, that colour that you're using on me is not going to be that colour on me. And they're like, no, no, but we've used it for 10 years. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> but I, I've had my skin for 30. Like, it's 
going to be different. You totally, um, you are preaching to the choir, girlfriend. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I have been here. I have been here. <laughs> I, know, I have roamed the, as a child, I roamed the Isles of Target looking for that one mocha lipstick that <laughs> was available before it got discontinued because I always got discontinued. Totally. <laughs> I've had so many of my favourite lipsticks discontinued because obviously I'm the only person in the country yeah. buying them. <laughs> I was like, but this is the best shade in the whole range. Why is it always discontinued? But yeah, and I think with blush, you know, one of the mistakes that a lot of people have made on me is really going for like, they say, they see brown and they say, oh, we must go redder or more purpley. But actually it's the opposite. Peachier colours look nice. You know, pinks look really nice. I think there's that sense of dark on dark works, but actually it doesn't at all. It just creates a really false sense of the features that we have. It doesn't actually allow you to highlight them. So I think it's great that so many women of colour are coming out with their own ranges now. I think what Rihanna's done, for example, just the fact of her having those 40 shades, whether or not one uses them, it's just a, it's a signifier to the rest of the world and the rest of the industry that that's essential and there's actually no other way forward here on now that we understand these things. And just looking specifically at the lip colours, so with the Chanel and the YSL, mm-hmm. what kind of colours are you using? Let's get it out there. These are the colours okay. that are great for this skin well, tone. Well, the Chanel is like a really bright magenta. And what I love about that particular one is that you can squeeze a little bit on your lip and it becomes like the most sheer stain. And it is a little dark. It looks, for example, again, it looks better in winter months on me because my skin's a little fairer. So that contrast works better than if I was, you know, had been in the sun all summer. Um, But I also wore that when I had the world premiere of a show in Cannes last year at Beecham. I feel like I've just said Cannes twice. Is that really horrible? We're we're already going, we're already talking about Chanel and St. Laurent. We may as well talk about going to Cannes. Oh, we're so fabulous. Who says that? But but the makeup artist gave it. She gifted it. Often makeup artists gift you the lipstick that they use on you. And I was like, what is this? This is never going to work. But what we did was we layered it and it turned into the most vivid, strong pink, like a lipstick, but didn't have that drying, you know, mattifying problem that you'll often get if you wear a real matte lipstick and your lips will chafe and then you need a balm it just sort of glid on and and yeah I had it on all night and I loved it so I swear by that for when you want to have really deep pigmentation and you want to be able to build it and the YSL I think I just love their pigments in general I think the one that I've got right now is also a magenta actually I was trying to mimic that Chanel color in a lipstick and I've always known that YSLs they don't dry you out even if they're really matte but to be honest in life recently I have not put on extreme pigment for a very long time. <laughs> I'm really enjoying some lip balm, some lanolin, with a little bit of maybe some lip liner glided in to the lip balm. Yeah, just natural is feeling a lot more me these days. I think Bollywood was such a strong makeup culture and a lot of the time there was almost a mask painted on you. And I look at some of my old films and I'm like, I didn't even look like that. Like, who mm. is that person? And I've really moved away from really, really strong makeup. Also, like I think Bollywood had a lot of unhealthy, valorized beauty ideals about how one needs to look. And often the makeup style mimicked that. And Mm. it would mean maybe taking you down a few shades and fairness and things like that, which I'm so opposed to. So it's been really nice as I've stepped away from that industry, just going a little bit bare and getting to know my own face again because I almost feel like I was under a mask for a number of years. 
let's move on to body care because your body care product, it isn't, it's a body brush. So it's not mm-hmm. really about the product itself, but kind of the technique of dry body brushing. So can you explain how it works? Yeah. So body brushing is something I've only started doing this year. Um, I just use an upward strokes in my body before I shower a couple of times a week. Um, and it really creates blood circulation. It's almost like a mini massage. You know, when we're oxytocin deprived and you're not getting hugs and massages in life, weirdly, the act of brushing your own skin, A, it's sort of a physical act of self-care where you're taking a few meditative moments to kind of care for yourself. And I think that's something that we often forget to do or don't have enough time for. And other than that, you know, it's it's an exfoliant. It gets rid of excess dead skin cells, which sounds disgusting, but we all have all over <laughs> our body all the time. And you can really feel the difference. Like even when you go into a shower after that, like there is an invigoration that's going on because you're experiencing, you know, a shower on a new layer of skin and you come out feeling really refreshed. And you mentioned it, but the technique is important. So always upward strokes towards the heart towards to, the heart, to yes. support that kind of natural circulation. And uh, I'm going to jump over to a hair care product and you've chosen the Karastas hair oil. And I also have found overall this brand works really well on kind of Indian hair, which tends to be naturally thicker. So what do you love about the hair oil specifically? Oh, it's just so, it's so nourishing. I I wasn't a believer for a long time and then a girlfriend had it and I put it on and again, my hair gets really stripped because often it's coloured for a roll or there's a lot of heat that goes on. I mean, last year I spent more days on set than off set, for example. So that's heat on your hair on most days. So you've just got a lot of split ends and kind of bristly bottoms of the hair. And the hair oil just smooths it over and it also works as a great heat protector. So I like lather it on if I'm straightening my hair on my own as well and it doesn't become oily um, and it doesn't have that, you don't hear that I'm burning my hair smell (laughs) sound that really freaks me out. And finally, every guest who comes onto In Her Bag has to share their favourite spendy and their savey, which is basically the hide that receipt product and your cheaper than a takeaway meal product. So let's start with your spendy. And you're about to max out my credit card here because what have you chosen? You have chosen... Is this the La Mer? It sure is. <laughs> La Mer, yeah. the revitalizing hydrating serum. 340 buckaroos right there. I know. You know, I had to Google it. I was like, is this expensive? <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, when did I buy that? <laughs> well, let me tell you, when I started typing Lemur into Google, the suggested search was, why is Lemur so expensive? So, so you tell me, why is it worth the big bucks? Because you are not the first person or the last person, I'm sure, to nominate a Lemur product as their spendy. I found that, you know, it's just a really beautiful, soothing serum. I can break out quite often. And another thing is, being Indian, I have a lot of hair on my face. So I need to thread it, wax it, whatever I need to do to look like a feminine gal before I face camera because that's part of why people often hire me. Um, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so that kind of acting is about. Yep. <laughs> for all my activism, they're like, sorry, a beard's just not going to cut it today. Um, so because of that, I often have quite irritated skin after a threading session or a waxing session. And I'm so scared of clogging my pores. And the Le Mer product, it's just all like algae and things like that. And you just feel like you're putting nature back into your body and hydrating it naturally. So that's 
Pretty much when I reserve that serum for, when I know that I'm meant to, quote-unquote, be putting nothing on my face. Mm. And let's move on to your savey, and we're going back into the land of foundations. Tell us what you've chosen. Ooh, this is my Vichy baby foundation um, purchased in Cannes. Wee wee, back in Cannes. Wee wee, it is a Francaise (laughs) foundation. And I actually bought it by mistake. Uh, about three years ago. Yeah, you so you reckon you spent like equivalent of Aussie 20 bucks on this? 15 to 16 euro, I think. Wow. I just bought it because I actually thought it was a sun cream. I just didn't really pay attention. It said bronze and and like had a sun sign on it or something. (laughs) I think it said 55 and I thought that was like SPF 55. I assume we don't speak French. Maybe it was just lost in the translation. I actually speak fluent French, which is really embarrassing. Oh, no, you have no excuse. I just be like, oh, yeah, I meant to write that one. I was like, yeah, (laughs) I was like, this is the SPF 55 in France. That's what they do. They're just that much cooler. They don't need 50. (laughs) Anyway, I went back to my hotel and I pulled it out and I was like, oh, this is a foundation. But I put it on and it was probably one of the few shades that works as a single shade on me. And I've used it in film since then. I've had so many makeup artists say, can you give us a suggested foundation? And I'm, maybe again, it's like the Indian girl in me, like doesn't want to overstep. So I'm not like, buy the Giorgio Armani. I'm like, buy the Vichy. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, what are you talking about? So Les Norton, actually, the girls bought a different version of that Vichy foundation and that's what I used throughout that series and it was just great. It's got a pinky brownie tone. It's got great coverage. It's kind of a moussey texture so it's super light and it's really buildable and basically when I'm in trouble, I can just pull out that tube for any problem spots, including my under eyes, which can sometimes get really dark and, you know, buckety. And if everything else is failing, like my kind of colour corrector or a NARS stick or whatever, if I just sweep that on top, it just sorts me out. Amazing. Pallavi, thank you for letting me rummage through your beauty bag today to teach us all about the potential of Ayurvedic beauty approach, the reason we should all go to Khan, and also for reminding us that no product is above the integrity of our pillowcases. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sharon. This was so fun. It was wonderful to talk to you and thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Remember to check out the show notes for more on today's products. And if you want more, head to our You Beauty Facebook group and our Mamma Mia Beauty Instagram to stay up to date. Thanks for listening to In Her Bag. I'm Sharon Hunt, but you can call me Shazzy, and you'll hear from me again next Thursday. And don't forget to tune in to hear Kelly and Lee in your ears on Tuesday. Stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.